a very good evening to you. Welcome along. Yeah, another sweet and swing here on Mike's Radio. Friday night, nine o'clock, time to put your feet up, relax and enjoy. What have we got? Well, some Lionel Hampton. Haven't had any ham for a while. More with Glenn Miller, of course. World's greatest jazz band. Some Robert Farnan. That's on the sweet side of things. But to start us off... You'll find that Jitney man. jockey I am any place you want to go I can take you fast or slow bully da 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 I'm the jitney man oh I can drive I can behind this wheel I'm the man take it easy in your seat everything will be all right holiday holiday I'm the jitney man you don't even have to call look like you're going somewhere and I'll be there with the door Take your fare. I'm the Jitney man. Take you and bring you, my friend. I'm always up and down the street. Cause Jitney drivers got to eat. Bull dee da 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 da. I'm the Jitney man. Thank you. 
told you he'd be the Jitney man to get going. The Jitney man indeed. And who he, I hear you ask, who was the Jitney man? Well, it was, of course, the Jitney was like a little bus, sort of an unlicensed one, as I understand it. They weren't worth anything. Um, Jitneys weren't worth a dime, it says, just a nickel. In the early 1900s, Jitney was slang for nickel, but it wasn't long before the term was applied to this new mode of public transport that only cost a nickel. So, as you can imagine, there were very popular forms of transport around the time. So, um, Jitneys could be automobiles or cars of any kind, really, that carried passengers over a set route for the cheap fare. But eventually the term was moved on to small buses. Uh, I don't know whether it's still used or not. I don't really think people... Do they still refer to Jitneys in the States or any, anywhere else? In the 1900s, the, the word Jitney was combined with Jeep. And that made a new uh, word, Jeepney. Meaning, uh, yeah, that was something which they still have. I think if you go out to the Philippines, they have Jeepneys. A sort of Filipino Jitney bus uh, converted from a Jeep. And they are, I think, they're all buses, they're all Jeeps left over from the last war, I think, which now are used as a, again, cheap form of public transport. Not a Jitney, a Jeepney. Well, of course it was. And who was singing? Well, it was... Billy Eckstein and his uh, orchestra uh, with, um, who was that? Was it Bob Early? No, it was um, Billy Eckstein taking the vocals. Billy Eckstein himself taking the vocals on that one. I'm sure I recognise his voice, really. A good one to get going in any case. How are we all? I hope you are surviving one way or another and, you know, looking forward to the spring. Almost there. Well, roughly, only another month or so before we might see something vaguely approaching warm weather. You just don't know, do you, on the Isle of Man, to be fair. You do not know. Still, we've got to make the most of it, hasn't we? Green grass and fresh winds and blue skies and fresh seas and all this. And heaven too. so heavenly stars in the sky are all free and they shine for me so does the moon in the blue all this is mine and heaven too you give me your arms and your arms are like angel wings sweet to my ear is the song every bluebird sings each rosebud kissed by the dew all this is mine and heaven too i own each summer day each mountain capped with snow the sentimental tree 
the dreamy streams that flow Every country lane and every street of stone Are highways of adventure made for me alone You give me your love and your love is a melody Deep in my heart I will carry the song with me You bring a love so divine All this is mine and heaven too in heaven to Jimmy Dorsey with uh, Bob Eberly taking the vocals there. Uh, you see his name spelt both ways, but it was, so you quite often see it in the way he was born, as I understand it, where he was born Robert Eberly, or Eberl, with it, depending on how you might pronounce that, E-B-E-R-L-E, but then he changed the spelling of his name slightly to the uh, more uh, perhaps easily pronounced Eberly, E-B-E-R-L-Y. Younger brother Ray, also a big band singer with uh, Glenn Miller, of course, uh, Ray Eberly. And uh, their father, John A. Eberly, uh, a policeman, sign painter, tavern keeper and such like. And uh, he was hired, Eberly, by the Dorsey brothers in 1935, shortly after he won an amateur hour concert on, a concert on Fred Allen's radio show. And uh, shortly before... Uh, Tommy Dorsey left the band to form his own group and he went on to stay uh, with Jimmy Dorsey and be a fixture with the orchestra until he was drafted into the forces in 1943. And in the early 40s, the Jimmy Dorsey Orchestra scored a string of hits featuring uh, Eberly, of course, and Helen O'Connell, if uh, you recall, with Eberly singing slow, romantic, baritone versions of songs such as uh, Tangerine. Tangerine, yeah, you know the one. Uh, followed by a lighter up-tempo reprise by Helen O'Connell. He also recorded uh, I'm Glad There Is You in 1942 for Dorsey's Orchestra and Decca Records, which went on to become a jazz and pop standard. And his kids went on to sing as well, actually, but never quite got the fame, maybe a little bit late in the day, never became quite as famous as their father had been. He went on singing up until the 1980s, apparently, even though he'd had a lung removed, would you believe, according to Mr Wiki. And Lionel Hampton, Hamp. Uh, we haven't had Hamp on for some time. I've been played with all sorts. Teddy Wilson, Gene Krupa, Art Tate and Buddy Rich, you name it. He played with them all somewhere along the line. Here's a nice longer one, so you can, uh, again, put the kettle on or put your hot water bottle in, whatever the case may be. Deep Purple.
Well, that loops along pretty well, doesn't it? Deep Purple, Lionel Hampton and his giants. And well named that group, it has to be said they were all giants. Listen to this for a lineup. Lionel Hampton on vibes, of course. Well, he's a good drummer as well. Harry Edison on the trumpet there. Art Tatum at the piano. Red Calendar on the bass. Buddy Rich behind the drums. And on that track as well, we heard the great guitar of Barney Kessel. Don't think it gets much better than that in that sort of era. Wonderful stuff. Lionel Hampton, Deep Purple. Uh, thanks to our friends Avid, as always, for supplying that. Some time ago, I think, we get a great supply of stuff from uh, Avid with their three classic albums plus series. And we get a whole load of stuff on two CDs. A super uh, value for money. If you like your CDs and, yeah, getting some music, you get a lot of music for not a lot, I suppose, one way or another. Tis Sweet and Swing, H with you through until the top of the hour. Always a pleasure to have your company, and always remember, I'd love to hear from you anytime. A lovely letter, actually, we'll have a look at it just in a, in a moment. But if you'd like to drop us a line anytime, Howard Kane at manxradio.com. That's Kane with an E, C A I N E. And any thoughts, like the show, maybe you don't like the show, or perhaps there's something you'd like you think would make the show better. An artist you haven't heard for a long time, just a request for something you haven't heard for a while. If we can oblige, we most certainly will. And if you prefer to put pen to paper, and who doesn't? Well, all right, I'll leave that one to you. can debate that one till the cows come home, I suppose. But it's lovely to see a postcard or a genuine letter, which we do occasionally get. So that's equally joyous. And it's Howard Kane, Sweet and Swing, Broadcasting House, Douglas Head. And that's Douglas in the Isle of Man. And the postcode is I M one five Bravo Whiskey B W. Now, having done that, I think we need some hot coffee. Why coffee? Though 
I dine with sweethearts too. I'd much prefer just cheap or two. When I'm dining with my sugar, I pretend that I like fine hot coffee. should be cocoa at this time of the evening, I don't know, rather than hot coffee. It might possibly perk you up too much if you're thinking of heading bed-wise, as they say. Up the stairs to Bedfordshire, as my uh, dad used to say to me when I was fairly young. Well, by that I mean in my 30s and 40s, that sort of age. But he did genuinely used to say, time for bed. And I'd say, no, Dad, bed is bud. Come on, time for Bedfordshire, up the stairs to Bedfordshire. No, it's not, the Bedfordshire is not up the stairs, Dad. You know what you like when you're young. Very argumentative. However, he put it with it very nicely. Uh, hot coffee, yes. Billy Scott Coomber uh, and the gang. I like that one. I must admit, I haven't played it for a while. Jack Payne in 1932. He was uh, an Irish singer, but actually born in India. Billy Scott Coomber in uh, 1905 and sang for well, a goodly number of years. BBC Dance Orchestra in the 1930s. And then, of course, Jack Payne. And he carried on. I must admit, I thought he stopped singing in the sort of... 40s or late 40s, early 50s, he actually carried on singing until the 1970s. But just in order to confuse matters, which is why you might or might not know, he had pseudonyms, as so many of these great singers did, which makes it very confusing. And so he was often known as Malcolm Desmond. So if you ever hear or enjoy Malcolm Desmond, it's actually Billy Scott Coomer. Or Coomber. Never quite too sure whether the bee's hard or not. Coomer or Coomber. I was looking up the other day as well. The uh, buddy from the uh, squadroners, was it? Featherstone whore, as I always thought it was. It's not. Someone pointed out the other day. He said, you nana. It's actually Fanshaw. Fanshaw, that name. You look at it and you think there's no way you can get Fanshaw out of the spelling. But that's the way it was. I've had it wrong for years, but there you go. You know, you live and learn as they say. Um, now then, we've got a bit of Gracie coming up, but before that, I mentioned we had some correspondence, uh, and uh, apologies, this was a, a week or two back, but it's been there, it's just my usual tardiness in getting round to these things, so it's a, a big hello to Linda Brown, who's out there in Western Supermare. Lovely, I don't think I've been to Western, I've been to Somerset, I don't know that I've been to Western per se, and a lovely letter, in very nice writing as well, much better than mine it has to be said, Linda, it says, Dear H, I'm taking the opportunity of the new year to write and express my appreciation of your fine radio show on a Friday evening. Well, thank you very much indeed, I very much appreciate your appreciation. I've been listening regularly for the last three or four years, she says, on medium wave. Medium wave, not bad, getting down to Somerset, apparently it does boom down that way, Linda. Uh, I had a word with the MD. He says, oh, yes, yes, uh, the medium wave gets down there very nicely. I've got been getting a good signal here in North Somerset. And she adds, the fading in and out of it adds an interesting perspective and authenticity to the music. 
like listening to 78s when you get all those crackles and pops in there. Stuff you don't get on downloads or CDs or such like. I know what you mean. I know what you mean there, Linda, I think. She goes on, you've got an absolutely brilliant uh, selection of music. We do our best. And uh, anecdotes and introductions, there's so little worth on the radio these days, or little of worth. Well, I know Radio 4 is good. There is some good stuff on Radio 3, to be fair. Fair dinkum, you know. Credit where credit's due. They're not quite up there with Sweet and Swing and Manx Radio, but they try hard, bless them. Um, so Friday at 9pm is certainly one of the highlights of the week for me, says Linda. Do I qualify for the Far Away Club? Well, I think, yeah, I think we can say Western on medium wave will qualify for the Faraway Club. Is Western Supermire a sufficiently exotic location? Well, you know what? I believe it's a wonderful place, Western Supermire, Linda. Exotic is not a word I've ever heard applied to Western, but, you know, it's probably warmer than Douglas or Cronkavody. And is there a clubhouse in Douglas? <laughs> well, um, clubhouse, hmm... Can members visit, maybe have a drink or a meal or stay overnight? I think I know the answer to all of these questions. Well, you know what? There are plenty of good hotels and what used to be called guest houses or boarding houses. I think they're all like to be known as hotels now, uh, Linda. Uh, very reasonable, some of them very nice indeed. And uh, if, uh, tell you what, I'll make you a deal. If you can make it as far as a hotel, I'll supply uh, tea and crumpet one afternoon. Tea, crumpets and a bit of Jack Payne or something like that. Or music of your choice. How about that? And a tour of the station if you want. There you go. Can't say fairer than that, can you? So if you can, uh, yeah, if you can stump up for a hotel somewhere, then I will do the tour. Uh, we'll do a tour and we'll have a tea and crumpets. How about that? Doesn't seem too bad, does it? <laughs> anyway, she goes on to say that uh, I don't actually have that many connections with the Isle of Man, although I believe my parents visited in the summer of 1933. And there's a photo of them taken by a roving photographer on the prom. Yeah, I think they used to have a lot of those photographers around then. All the best for more great shows in 2024. I'll listen to them all until medium wave is switched off. Yeah, it is at some stage. I don't know if I've got a date on that, but you're already ahead of the curve there. I shall then have to go online. You'll get them all online, or you can get the podcast, download the podcast onto your favourite device, Linda. You can listen wherever and whenever you want. How about that? Soap again, slippy stuff. Shh, this loop is not bad. 
the bath. I wonder who it can be. Shh. I'll be a bit surprised if it wasn't been sure and sharp. I'm nearly ready now. I'm dry. I'm only singing in the bathtub. Sitting all alone. Tearing out a jumpsuit just like a baritone. Never take a shower. It's an awful pain. Singing in the showers like singing in the rain. Oh, there's dirt to be abolished. But don't forget one thing. While the body's washed and polished, remember other things. You can yodel opera even while you scrub. Everybody's happy when you're singing in the tub, 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 tub. Can I come in now? Oh, it's you, is it? Then sure as chap. I knew it would be. Well, I can't pay you this week. Come next week. You're a sick man. Comes here every Friday night. I'm fed up with him. Oh, good, I'm going to see Mrs. Johnny now. Sit down. Something to Remember You By. 
Well, that sounds nice enough, doesn't it? Robert Farnan uh, there. Uh, before that, singing in the bathtub. <laughs> or bathtub. Bathtub? You take your pick, whatever you want, to, how hard an A you want. I was brought up with bathtub, but then it became bathtub. As you've got older, don't know why. I think you just sort of get slightly less manx than when you started out. Anyway, Gracie's very northern, so it's in bathtub. More with her. And, uh, yes, insurance. Very typical Gracie Field song, that one, isn't it? It's a bit cheeky again. Saucy seaside postcard style. Hey, it's, hey, it can't come in now. No, I'm just having a bath. Aye, right, where's that soap gone? Very good indeed. Don't know what the insurance man made of it. <laughs> but who doesn't like singing in the bathtub? It's something I am generally fairly guilty of. But, I mean, you know, and the shower. Shower more often, to be honest, but... If you can't sing there, where can you sing? And then Robert Farnan again. Uh, I think he sometimes features a little bit on Morris's programme. A little light music on a Thursday night. Robert Farnan, well, an illustrious career in broadcasting and concert halls and records as well. And I think widely seen as one of the greatest light music composers of the 20th century and revered as an arranger of great songs, quality songs as well. Um, He was born way back in 1917 in Toronto, place I have been actually in Ontario, Canada. And whilst he was still in his teens, he became something of a household name as Bob Farnan through many programmes of radio, especially Happy Gang. Remember Happy Happy Gang? And he also occupied the lead trumpet chair in Percy Faith's Canadian Broadcasting Corporation's orchestra and gave some vocal contributions for the shows as well. And then in the 30s, he decided to leave for what he viewed as the greener pastures of the USA and was invited to take over the baton, and this provided a great opportunity to develop his arranging skills. But like a lot of youngsters at the time, he wanted some serious stuff to do, and so by early 40s, he composed two symphonies. Two? That's not bad, is it? Uh, And they were performed by leading orchestras of the time in North America. Uh, But then, of course, came the war, uh, which he got involved in because he wouldn't have much of an option, and uh, was conductor of the Canadian band of the Allied Expeditionary Forces, Captain Farnan, and he came over to Britain in September of 1944 and worked alongside the likes of George Malacrino and a man we're hearing shortly, Glenn Miller, who, of course, fronted the American and British bands. Uh, One aspect, by the way, of... World War II was that musics or musicians conscripted into the forces no longer had to subject or you know were subject to commercial pressures. So it did mean they could develop their sort of ideas to test public reaction without having to concern themselves with any financial consequences or failures because they were in the forces in any case. And Farnan really reveled in this apparently this freedom it offered and had countless new varieties and different styles and all sorts of different things that he tried. Terrific stuff, uh, Sweet and Swing with H. As always, I do hope you are keeping as well as things allow. And Shelton, what's she going to be doing? Well, I'll tell you what she's going to be doing. Don't leave me now. Don't leave me now. And Well, you can leave once you've sung, OK? Is that a deal? Deal. You can leave me when the birds are tired of singing And spring appears without a leafy bough You can leave me when the ivy's tired of clinging 
Without you, there's not a doubt you've made my life sublime. I want to be with you forever, and forever is a long, long time. You can leave me when this world is tired of turning. Just an old forgotten bar. You can leave me when there's no such thing as yearning. But don't leave me Wonderful voice of Anne Shelton, of course. Don't leave me now. And uh, she, possibly one of the best singers, I don't know, in some people's opinion, that came out of Britain in those sort of a great years. Went over to the States for a while and did very well there as well. And made a special appearance on TV in a 40th anniversary tribute uh, with a Glenn Miller sound-alike band, including Ray McKinley and Peanuts Hucko from the wartime crew, and then spent a lot of time in their latter years devoting uh, time to ex-servicemen's charities. And uh, long uh, moved on to pastures, and you afraid died back in the mid-1990s. But great voice she had, didn't she? Don't leave me now. Well, don't leave me now, because if you did, you'd miss this. The world's greatest jazz band. Big noise from Winnetka.
big noise from Winnetka. A bit of a uh, feature there for uh, Gus Johnson Jr. at the drums. And uh, none the worse for that, it has to be said. Uh, very fine indeed. Bob Haggett, of course, on the bass. And uh, Big Noise, I used to have a friend. It used to be one of his favourite songs, that one, Big Noise, from uh, Winnetka. And the uh, world's greatest jazz band, well, all sorts of... Uh, stories associated with them. We've been hearing a few of them off and on, a few little anecdotes and hearing about Bud Freeman, I think, last week. Um, Vic Dickinson was another great character as well. He was uh, was a bit of a shaggy dog trombonist, a great unique sound that was created by sort of eccentric phrasing and uh, a technique he had that included playing through a felt cap and then using a mute or gripping the bell of the horn with his fingers and uh, he became known as a, a big band man and a great section player. And he was also with the band led by Claude Hopkins throughout the 1930s and then spent the 40s with Benny Carter or Count Basie. And asked about his time with uh, Count Basie, Vic, <laughs> a lifelong dedicatee to both whiskey and indeed cannabis. There's a happy mix, said, I don't really remember too much of the time with Basie because we were high all the time. Yeah, well, I'm not suggesting this is good, children. It isn't. Uh, Not really good, and and hopefully we're a little bit better now than we used to be. But at the end of the day, an awful lot of the world's greatest jazz bands were uh, big boozers or drug users or a bit of both, one way or another. Apart from possibly uh, Bud Freeman, as we were saying, who was very much a a bit of a gentleman. I think he was regarded possibly as a bit odd and a little bit fey because of that and such like. And there's a great story about... uh, after this concert in Manchester, which is where that was recorded, Manchester Free Trade Hall, 1971. And the band then went for Aberdeen. They went up to in Scotland, and uh, Brian Peerless went along with it. And uh, it had been a full day's journey. It is quite a long way up to Aberdeen. It wasn't time to eat before the concert, so they had to dine in the hotel afterwards. And Brian was sharing a room with Bud Freeman, and it was already quite late, and Bud was already in the room, and Brian got there. And Bud said, oh, I've been waiting for you to read you this vignette that I've written. <laughs> and knowing that it could be a, a great piece, uh, Brian told Bud that he had to meet two old friends from Aberdeen in the bar and uh, made his escape and returned about two hours later, well through the evening, to find Bud still fully dressed and waiting. And the reading began, and then some considerable time later, rather bleary-eyed, he realised that Bud was repeating the first of the vignettes that he'd read aloud when he started. Uh, Yes, apparently, said Bud, but I thought you'd like to hear it in the context of what I'd read to you after it. You know, knowing Bud, I suspect that might well be a true story. Oh, Bailey, oh, Bailey, Mr Bluebird, why are you late? Why do you wait? Mr. Bluebird, sing your song for the spring once more. Mr. Bluebird, hustle along, singing a song. Mr. Bluebird, hang the roses round my door. And when you put spring fever in the air, give the master's hug. Go and make my sweet swear. She loved me twice as much, Mr. Bluebird. Up in the trees, bring us a bee. Mr. Bluebird, sing your song for spring once more. Go, you bird.
Very nice indeed. Uh, Mr. Bluebird first off with the wonderful Putney Dandridge, followed by Sunrise Serenade with Glenn Miller, just to leave you with a smile on your face. Look after yourselves, and we'll see you next week. Cheerio. Thank you.